antigen temporal scanner is essential to detect fevers early and reliably. Learn more at exergen.com. I'm one of thousands of women with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body. I'm living in the moment and taking Ibrant's Pablocyclin. Ibrant's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for postmenopausal women or for men with HR positive HER2 negative MBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Be in your moment. Ask your doctor about Ibrant's and visit Ibrant's.com. Ibrant's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrant's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrant's, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. A big cat is on the move. An 80-pound cougar named Sasha is on her way to a wildlife refuge in Arkansas. She spent the weekend at the Bronx Zoo after the Humane Society pulled her from an apartment in the Bronx. Officials say the big cat was kept there illegally as a pet. Its owner surrendered the 11-month-old cougar, recognizing she was unfit to live there. And wildlife experts agree, saying while cougars may look cute and cuddly, the animals grow up to be unpredictable and dangerous. Back in 2003, officials pulled a 400-pound tiger from an apartment in Manhattan. Monica Ricks, CBS News, New York. His wife has reported a 71-year-old man in Slidell, Louisiana, missing after he was attacked by an alligator inside a flooded-out shed on their property. His wife says she managed to pull him out from the gator's grip, but after she left her husband to get help, she returned and he was gone. WWL-TV says the couple's shed was under several feet of water from Ida's storm surge. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now's the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 800-711-6818 and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 800-711-6818 for as little as only 119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 800-711-6818 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. Again, 800-711-6818 now. That's 800-711-6818. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy? Cars, cars, cars. Pickcock Glass is your go-to option for every glass need you can think of. 
Located in Nelsonville, Pidcock Glass specializes in residential homes and businesses with screening services, insulated units, mirrors, tabletops, as well as glass and window replacements too. Pidcock Glass professionals have over 100 years of combined experience and offer you the best options available to suit your needs in the Hawking Hills, Athens, Logan, and Hawking area. For more information, visit their website, pidcockglass.com. Ready to check home ownership off your bucket list, but worried you can't afford it? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency is here to help. We offer down payment assistance and discounted interest rates to recent Ohio college grads, teachers, nurses, veterans, and more. Not a first-time home buyer? We've got a program for you, too. Find out if you qualify at myohiohome.org. That's myohiohome.org. Homeownership, ready when you are. Sponsored by the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, aired by the OAB and this station. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice. We celebrate life. Get the facts every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM, WATH. I-N-E-P-T-E-N-X Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Art Turf, head football coach and athletic director at Inept Tech uh, with us again today. And Coach, we were talking in our last program about your schedule. I think we've covered maybe the first six ball games of the schedule. We still need to catch the last four ball games, which I think you told me you were going to play one at a time. Well, that's right. You know, that's the only way to play these here ball games. You can't look ahead and play somebody that's three, four, five, seven weeks down the road. You got to play your ball games one at a time. That's exactly how we's going to play our ball games. You know, uh, uh, it's coming up the second half of the season in the meet of our schedule where we play in all the conference ball games looking forward to playing for that conference championship and and uh, the seventh ball game of the season we're going to be playing it's a road ball game we're going to be playing tri nitro tech that's tnt you know they're in the conference and they have a real explosive ball club they can run the ball they can throw the ball they can score a lot of points on you and that's going to be a real exciting ball game a real test for our defense and coming up after that we come back home and we're going to be playing uh, one of the uh, uh, most outstanding schools that we have on the schedule this year in fact that's the georgia institute of football you know that's all of them folks do when they go down there to that school is they just play football learn all about football learn how to play football and coach football and do all that stuff with football and uh they, they call themselves tgif and and i'm calling that thank goodness it's finished about our schedule you know that's the eighth ball game on the schedule and following that we come up with our two arch rivals closing out our schedule just like we always do coach we're gonna have to interrupt you here we need to take a break and we'll check those last two games on your schedule right after we pause for this message 
And the York Turf Show is proudly sponsored by <laughs> oh seven and a half inch stainless steel forks to save for dessert and the afterlife because after dinner it's dessert and afterlife the best is yet to come. Where'd that come from? It came from me. Okay. Coach Turf, we interrupted you when you were right into the That's last. That's all right. You go right ahead and do that anytime you like. Ty- we got to get them sponsors' messages in there. Coach, what That's about... the only way we can get this program on the air and get our message out to the folks so they can come watch our fine ball games. Coach, I promise not to interrupt you again. What about the last two games on that schedule? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because they're my two favorite opponents of the season. We save our schedule the last two ball games for these boys every year. We open up uh, the last two ball games playing on the road against the Eastern Institute for Eastern Industrial Organizations. And boy, howdy, that's two mouthfuls on the schedule, so we just kind of shorten that. The E-I-E-I-O, Coach McDonald always has a fine ball club over there. We're going to be playing him at his place this year down on the farm, and we are really looking forward to that because it should be a real barn burner. Now, this last ball game is a real big rivalry for you, isn't it? Well, that's right. You know, we're going to be playing Bungle State, and I can remember how we were always playing for the conference championship in years past. Bungle State, our arch rival, coached by my brother Nat Turf over there, and and, uh, we have a real, what you call your sibling rivalry for there, and I'm looking forward to playing Nat and his boys again this year because it looks like we're going to be both having fine records, looking forward to some fine seasons, and it could be for the conference championship. So in that final ball game, it'll be Nat Gerald Turf against Artificial Turf. Has been for years. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. So far, so good this morning, but uh, mercy. I think we're supposed to get some rain. And maybe a bunch of it. All part of that, uh, what was it, Ida? Storm as it's uh, headed east and uh, north. Holy cow, how would you like to be down there in the New Orleans area? They got clobbered. It's the party line on 970, 97.1 as well. Over the last few days, you may have had, um, you know, you had to either go to our FM signal of 97.1 or sometimes the AM, but um, we were having some, that storm that went through created some uh, problems for us. Uh, But uh, right now, all is well. Um we have, um, you know, you, you have main transmitters and you have standby or backup transmitters. 1984, I bought our new main. Yes, transmitters last a long time. But our transmitter we had been using before that 
became our backup. And it's a 1964, no, 54 version. <laughs> so here we are uh, today on WATH AM running on a piece of equipment that was made over 50 years ago. And until uh, we get the right parts for our main. Anyway, I appreciate uh, our engineers doing their magic go out there yesterday. Really, they were out there about this time of day working on things. So, anyway, good morning, folks. 970 WATH. Today is a Tuesday, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> We have lots of things we can look at today. In terms of uh, the day itself, today, this date of August 31st, 2021, today is National Diatomaceous Earth Day. It's National Matchmaker Day. National Eat Outside Day. National South Carolina Day. In National Trail Mix Day. Okay, so that's that's uh, there's two of these I want to drill in a little bit on. National Matchmaker Day. Do you suppose they're talking about like um, dating and stuff like that? Uh, that's what I thought. Okay. Yep. Pairing up potentials. Potential. That, that has a nice ring to it. Yeah, the okay. alliteration of it. But the one that really drilled down on me was National Diatomaceous Earth Day. Now, over the years, I can't think of specific stories, but there have been a number of times that someone said, you need to use diatomaceous earth for this or that. Um, is it truly earth? What is it? Is it dirt? Is it what? What is it? Yeah. Well, it it's a uh, type of powder made from the sediment of fossilized algae found in bodies of water, and it also goes on to say. Uh, the cells of these algae were high in a compound called silica. The dried sediment produced from these fossils are very high in silica. Deposits found all over the world, and uh, ancient Greeks used it to make building materials like bricks and blocks. And um, later on, it became popular in Europe for various uh, industrialized uses, industrial uses. It can also be used Indeed. for... Uh, treating high cholesterol, treating constipation, for improving the health of skin, nails, teeth, bones, and hair. Now, faintly in my memory, it seems to me someone told me to use that to kill certain types of bugs. Yes, it, it can do that. It's thought to kill insects. Uh, it dehydrates them, basically, or dries out the insects. And if if we had a, a little batch of it in front of us, it is white? Yeah, yep, it, it can be. 
And it's a super fine powder, like maybe talc or something? Something like that, yep. It's, uh, it's, it's that powder, and apparently it contains about 80 to 90% silica. And I've, I've seen that ingredient on uh, cat litter bags, bags of the uh, crystallized cat litter okay. that is used in, obviously, litter boxes. Uh, it couldn't, it's also, there are so many uses for this. Uh, it's used in, uh, un, to remove unwanted material from drinking water, like a filter in a filter. Right. Uh, it's used for swimming pools, swimming pool filters, filters. Uh, I've changed out filters of swimming pools and changed out the sand in there, the, the compound, the material that you use. And that's what goes through and filters the pool water. So uh, I've done that I don't know how many times. Really? Uh, yeah. And uh, Is there a pool in your family somewhere? No, no, where I used to live. I see. Yeah, we had a pool, but uh, I've, I've done that more than a few times, and it's, it's a job, let me tell you. Okay. Uh, this, this also, diatomaceous earth, it's used as a filler to prevent formation of lumps in foods, medicines, paints, and plastics. And as I mentioned before, pet litter. And it's also used to clean up spills, like oil spills, uh, or for insulation. And it's also used to clean things, scrub things. And it's also used as a part of various chemical tests. And as you mentioned earlier, it's also used as an insecticide. So there's no warnings regarding it, right? Uh, apparently not. I don't see any anyway. <laughs> so that, just so many uses yeah, for this. I'm really quite surprised. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you, you really wouldn't think about it unless maybe you look for it, you know, on a package or something like that. I mean, can you go to, um, you know, our hardware stores and just buy diatomaceous earth? I would guess so, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's in... in uh, an ingredient in a lot of things, but as as far as buying it just separately, I, I would guess so. All right. It's well. also used as an exfoliant on our human skin, too. I'm sure you've seen those powers. Exfoliant. Exfoliant. Yeah, it removes dead skin cells. Oh. oh. Like when you sh when you shave again, whenever you decide to. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. That's, that's it. Well, you know, yeah, just that's what shaving is. It's an exfoliant. Mm. You know, you shave. Well, your... what, what about the diatomaceous earth from the shaving? Well, I didn't get that. Oh well, no, that there's no connection oh, there oh, except oh, oh, okay. except it it removes dead skin cells. But that's another type of exfoliating skin. Is every time you shave, you know, you remove the skin cell, dead skin from your face, your mm. skin, or if you shave your armpits or your legs you know same thing you exfoliate okay your skin. <clears throat> well i <laughs> i um this is like a little seminar isn't it perhaps of, of diet you, you may have to take a test and uh, turn in for credit <laughs> okay well anyway diatomaceous earth interesting yeah all right uh well so, as I said, today is National Diatomaceous Earth Day, National Matchmaker Day, National Eat Outside Day, 
National South Carolina Day and National Trail Mix Day. And I said earlier this morning, if if you like to get wet when you eat outside on National Eat Outside mm-hmm. Day, well, today is your day. There you go. On this day in history, which is always a test for me for pronunciation, you'll see here with the very first item. In the year 1142, Possible date for establishment of the Iroquois. And then they have in parenthesis something I can't even guess. How Denusani, something like that, League, with the aid of Hiawatha and Deganawada. Deganawada. eighteen eighty eight the body of Jack the Ripper's first victim, Marianne Nichols, is found in Whitechapel in London's East End. It wasn't the last either. Nineteen seventeen in China, Sun Yatsen and his supporters rump parliament establishes a military government and elects Yung Satsen as commander in chief. 1917 in China, that was. 1945, the Liberty Party of Australia is founded by Robert Menzies. 1957, the Federation of Malaya Malaya, gains independence from Great Britain. Two more. 1994, the Provisional Irish Republic Army declares a ceasefire in Northern Ireland. And the last last item we have to <coughs> mention is that of um, 1997. We've heard a good bit about that already this morning. Diana, Princess of Wales, dies in a car crash in a road tunnel in Paris. Well, let's see here. Famous deaths besides the one we just mentioned. No, these are wait. No, these are famous birthdays. Okay. Two are Okay, well, first of all is Calig- Caligula, okay? Why do people who know better call me during this show? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Caligula who we believe year, lived for a very short time, like 29 years, if I'm doing my math right, from year 12 to year 41. Caligula. Formerly known as Gaius was the third Roman emperor, ruling from 37 to 41, the son of popular Roman general Germanicus and Augustus's granddaughter Agrippina the Elder Caligula was born into the first ruling family of the Roman Empire, conventionally known as the uh, Julio-Claudian dynasty. 
So if I heard you right, he was the ruler for four years until his death. That's what it says, yeah, 37 to 41. And 41 is a very young age. Is, is there any? No, th- that was the year, the year 37 to 41. 37 A.D. to yes. 41 A.D. But he was, I, I got you. Okay, got but, it. But um, he was, um, what am I doing wrong here? 31 years of age when he died? Uh, well, he was 25 when he became the ruler since he was born in 12, and then he ruled from 37 to 41. He ruled four years until his 29th birthday. Correct, yeah. When he died. Yeah. So I'm just curious, did he get clobbered or what? Uh, let's see. Let's see. It's a very short life. It looks like he had some type of illness. Um, he possibly had a temporal lobe epilepsy, okay. hyperthyroidism, or Wilson's disease. An inherited disorder that can cause mental instability. Okay, let's move on. The next one also had a short life. It appears it would be 31 years. C-O-M-M-O-D-U-S. Commodus. He lived from 19, I'm sorry, from 161 to 192. Commodus was a Roman emperor serving jointly with his father, Marcus Aurelius, from 176 until his father's death in 180. And then he continued on as the emperor until until 192. The tenure of his reign is commonly thought as marking the end of a golden period of peace in the history of the Roman Empire known as the Pax Romana. Two more to go here. Raymond or Ramon, I'm not sure which. Magsaysay. Magsaysay, M-A-G-S-A-Y-S-A-Y. He was born in 1907, died in 1957. Uh, Let's see. was a Filipino statesman who served as the seventh president of the Philippines Hmm. from December 30th, 1953. Until his death in an aircraft disaster. Oh, dear. And the last one is still alive. Richard Gere, the actor, today celebrating his 72nd birthday. All right. Let's see. Famous deaths, of course, we've already mentioned one. And that being that of Diana Spencer. By the way, her birth year, 1961, her death year, 1997. Okay, here's a terrible photo. (laughs) Uh, Not of her, of a different person. A person by the name of Mary Ann Nichols. In 1845 till 1888. I mean, if I had to guess, it is she on her deathbed. Uh, just by the way the picture looks. Who, who is this? She, you mentioned something about this earlier. She was the first victim of the unidentified oh, serial killer right. of Jack the Ripper. 
That's right. I don't think you had her name there earlier, but mm. that's... Well, I, I, it, it was there. It's just... Okay. Okay. Jack the Ripper's first victim, and this yeah. is indeed a deathbed-type photograph. Ah, enough of that. I have a whole bunch of things to choose from this morning. So does Scott. Um, Let me first uh, mention something that I'm starting to get a little bit excited about. Saturday night at 7 o'clock in Athens, Ohio University football. How about that? How about that? Where people can actually go to the game. I have my right uh, now. I have my four typical seats that I've had for some years. Actually, since they built the new tower, which no longer is new, is it? No. Um. We invited some neighbors, and we're all going together. So 7 to, uh, you know, when the game's over, 10-ish, we'll be down there at Peden Stadium. Now, there's an event coming up, and maybe you have more information on it than I do, Peden Palooza. And it's some sort of celebration or something like that, right? I think it is, yeah. Can you Google that so we can share the details? Sure. I'm... If the other thing I'm afraid of is that it's already happened. But anyway, Ohio University, the Bobcats get underway. They've been playing golf. They've been playing volleyball. They've been doing all sorts of things. But the football scene gets underway starting Saturday night. Competition. And we are hosting Syracuse University. There you go. So, uh be there, be square, all that sort of thing. Now, what was the question I asked? The Pedenpalooza. Oh, yeah. I, it's already happened. Oh, it's already over. Yeah. Okay. Happened on the 21st of August. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, OU um, Athletics. I meant to mention that a long time ago. I think we had it on the air in other ways, but just uh, mentioning it here, I've, I fouled up. Okay. Yeah. Completely changing direction. Also, the game Saturday night. Hopefully, it'll be a, a, a full house. Am I goodness? I don't know. Are they requiring I, I, masks? I don't, I don't know. At the game? I don't know. You know, some people are going to choose to wear them anyway. Yeah. Um, and Probably I not a bad idea with what's we'll, going on. We'll have some with us. And... Well, I mean, think about it. you got people coming from all over the state, all over the region, where, you know, the variant is spreading more and more in the state of Ohio anyway. So, yeah, it might not be a bad idea. I don't know what the rules will be, but we can do whatever. Put one in your pocket. Absolutely. Just in case you are required to do so. Okay, completely changing direction here. We have a story here 
Okay, I'll, I'll start for a moment with the New York Times. It says, America's longest war is over. After the attack on Pearl Harbor in 1941, the United States and its allies needed less than four years to vanquish their fascist enemies. After the southern states in 1860 and in 1861, the U.S. spent slightly more than four years defeating the rebellion. But what they're getting at is the war in Afghanistan, which ended yesterday, lasted 19 years and 47 weeks, making it America's longest war, far longer than the country's great victories and longer even than the previous protracted defeat in Vietnam or stalemate in Korea. Now, let me set that aside, and I have a different item I wanted to share. Today's big question. What will happen to Afghan women? I did not write this. A woman by the name of Deborah Adams Simmons did. And she's... Um, affiliated with National Geographic magazine. Okay, here we go. During the past 20 years, Afghan women have excelled as scholars, athletes, judges, artists, and political leaders. For young Afghan women, full participation in society is the only life they have ever known. This generation of career-focused women now are faced with the threat that everything they've worked for could be taken away under Taliban rule. The Georgetown Institute for Women, Peace and Security, which studies variables such as employment, education, financial access, safety, and political representation ranks Afghanistan the second worst place to live in the world to be a woman due to gender-based violence. In a 2020 National Geographic story about women's rising political power, One of the first Afghan female mayors uh, spoke about how she navigates daily, navigates daily threats as she governs in, in her region. In that particular area, the capital of Wardak province, has long been a Taliban stronghold. But earlier this month, this same woman who said she was waiting for the Taliban to come kill her 
was among more than 100,000 people who have fled Afghanistan since the Taliban seized power and took control of the country. Afghan women are being turned away from their jobs. Women judges, including some who have prosecuted members of ISIS and the Taliban for various crimes, are facing death threats. Organizations in the U.S., Europe, and other places are working feverishly to evacuate Afghan women. Um, there's much more to the story, but that's the part I printed off. That's um, wouldn't that be frightening? Oh my goodness, yes, they are scared out of their wits. The women and teenage girls—they're being assaulted. They're being sexually molested. The the one little girl that I saw on TV said she is very upset. She can't go to school now. Because of the Taliban takeover, there are American students left behind there that probably, they have said they will probably not be able to continue their education. You know, I'm not a great historian. But it seems to me in different wars that have occurred, there have been certain nations that have allied together to support their point of view, whatever it may have been, right? Um, how many times has the United States simply fought for an issue alone? Well, there have been a few but they've been far more in recent history. But if there have been more um, how do I want to say it? If another nation or two had <clears throat> joined us in the concerns there. Um, it certainly, I think, would have been helpful. It would have made it less about the United States and more about the concept. Help me out here. You Do you see where I mean, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I... I do. Uh, Am I nuts? Oh, no, I don't think so, because, uh, you know, it's it's always been important for the U.S. to have allies when they go into these conflicts, especially, well, anywhere, really. Uh, the one that came to mind, they went on their own. Uh, was it the Falklands War, or was that the Brits? Uh, that one came to mind about yeah. you know, going it alone. 
Right. I'm and, sure it lived too. Yeah, into Somalia too. Uh, folks, uh, I know someone dialed in a moment ago, and I punch your button, so you should start to hear us talking. Just wait. We'll get to you. We have to sort of bring you in as the moment allows. But our number, 592-6646. And, of course, put 740 in front of it. Well, um, oh, well, here comes such a call right now. Now, testing one, two, one, two, one, two. Now I'm going to turn you on. Did you hear me say testing one, two, one, two? Diggity poo, sure did. Okay, <laughs> so that way you know you are connected. Yes, sir. Even though we don't have you on until just now. Good morning. Right, good morning. Listen, I'm talking that, that what's it called, sure law? I'm not that's sure yet. They, that's where women have no rights. The men, they can falsely accuse their wives of stuff. Oh, okay. They want, if they want another woman, they can have the, their wife killed, her whole family killed, and mm. start a new life. Mm. That's um, hard to imagine, isn't it? Yes, sir. I, I, it's different, I guess, because different religions, different people. It's what, you know, what you believe, what you've been taught. I'm thankful for our country where we have freedom of what we, of religion, not what we want to do, but pretty much what we want to do, just so we behave ourselves. Right. Yeah. 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 Tough. Tough. Yeah. I just... I don't know. I guess I'm, it's hard for me to understand stuff like that, Dave. I'm just, I just can't comprehend it sometimes. No, oh, I get you. I get you. Um, I have a report here also that I've had sitting around here for a week anyway, and we just haven't had time getting to it. But it it deals with. Women's equality here in the U.S. And um, maybe it would be interesting to look into this for a moment here after we finish our call. Well, let's get to it. Okay. Take care, Don. Have a great day. Okay. Bye-bye. See you, Don. Okay. So, as I said, this is entitled States for Women's Equality. I'll read the intro. Women's rights in the U.S. have made leaps and bounds since the passage of the 19th Amendment. Yet many women still struggled to break the glass ceiling because of unequal treatment in society. Unfortunately, the gender gap in the 21st century America has only expanded. In 2021, the U.S. failed to place in the top 10 or even top 25 of the World Economic Forum's ranking of 156 countries based on gender equity. I'm not, not equity, but gender equality. Sorry about my phone again. 
women are disproportionately underrepresented in leadership positions. Women make up more than 50% of the population, but constitute only around 27% of legislators and 25% of Fortune 500 board seats. Women also faced inequality during the COVID-19 pandemic. Women were initially laid off at a greater rate than men and re-employed more slowly. Luckily, the gap has begun to close. For example, more than half of the job gains in May went to women. And in June, unemployment rate for women was 5.5% compared to 5.9% for men. So again, in this study, to determine where women receive the most equal treatment, WalletHub compared the 50 states across 17 key indicators of gender equality. Our data set ranges from the gap between female and male executives to the disparity in unemployment rates for men and women. So what they did was all 50 states. Um, They have categories of workplace environment, education and health, and political empowerment. Okay, so uh, I don't know if it's cool or not, but Scott, guess what state do you think is the best? Oh boy, I have no idea. Um, Texas. Um, as it turns out, Texas ends up 48th out of 50. Oh, wow. So, way way at the bottom. Yep. California. Uh, California ranks 6th. So, you improved a lot. Let me just help. The number one state, and I would not have guessed this, Nevada. Number two, Hawaii. I might have guessed that. Three, Vermont, four, Maine, fifth, New York, sixth, California, seventh, Iowa. Uh, Here, this one's a little bit of a surprise. Number eighth, West Virginia. Okay, well, Uh, you know how I love to tease Wyoming. Wyoming came in 26th. Uh, I always uh, work on Kentucky. It came in 20th because it's a neighboring state. Ohio came in 38th. And one of the areas they came in weakest in is political empowerment. The other two, they're kind of right in the middle. 
the other two being workplace environment and the other one is education and health. Um, let's see here. A couple of statements. The U.S. currently ranks 87th globally. Uh, caller, stand by. I'll get it to you. Uh, 87th globally when it comes to gender gap in health and survival. Uh, the U.S. currently ranks 37th globally when it comes to the gender gap in political government empowerment. Okay, well, you get the point. Interesting. Now, to the phones we go. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. I hear you. Um, you were you had a, a caller in the beginning. Uh, he represents a lot of folks out in the world. They don't understand. The views from religion. But you know, we are not born with religion. We acquire that. Um, and many people do use around the, the world and around the country here uh, uh, their interpretation to, to hold women down, for example. You know, women couldn't vote. Women couldn't do a lot of things. You know, the place was in the home. Uh, that kind of stuff, even here in America, and then eventually we kind of grew up a little bit, but, uh, you know, um, it's used to, to justify biases, everything from, you know, uh, racism, slavery, uh, whether it be black people or other colored people or women, um, those kinds of things, and I think we tend to forget that, that we need to look in the mirror as well, that, that we were just as guilty of, of using religion to to uh, kill people that we thought were, uh, were witches. With mm -hmm. the, you remember those. Well, um, I don't remember them, but I no, certainly heard about No, you weren't back then, it. but no. you certainly should have studied those in history. Right. Maybe women, only women know about that. Uh, <laughs> there usually were, witches were female. But the, the term he was searching for, um, the, the law that, uh, that he operate under currently and have for, for centuries is the Sharia law and other Arab countries as well. And that's why those ladies go around with all those coverings on their head and, and just a little thing down the, from the forehead down, and you can't see anything. And then there are some with the blue, blue ones that uh, buried sometimes in the desert up to their neck until they die because uh, they breach somebody's rule, even though they might not have done that. But if they're accused of it, and the same thing happens in Pakistan and places like that as well, which is supposed to be a civilized country today, but they still do that. If the woman actually embarrasses the man, she's gone. And I mean dead, gone. And even, even girls. And that's why girls have to start covering themselves because they're, they're taught that this is inappropriate to go. It, it's the man who's, who's, who's going to go out there and assault that woman. I don't know other women that assault women. But it's the man in the societies that, that say, I'm tempted, so cover her up. <laughs> I don't think we're going to change that, and we certainly didn't change that in Afghanistan, nor, nor uh, will anybody. Right. So, you know, it was the Sharia law, and most people who were in a civilized society 
that, that are Arabs, they will say, that's all in the interpretation. So who knows? I mean, we still have kings, and um, people think that there's a king in the religion. This is my king. You know, Jesus is my king. God is my king. So all I'm saying is that <laughs> it's in every place. It's not just in Afghanistan. It's all over the place, still in modern society. So, you know, I hope we're still a democracy, and I didn't upset a lot of people when I said this. I Thank get you. it. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Folks, I think it's, um, I think it'd be nice to end with a song, if you will, and Scott picked one out. This is uh, ranked, what, number six, five, four, four of all time. What kind of life would that be? Oh, I, I need you in my arms, need you to hold. You're my world, my heart, my soul. If you ever leave, well, baby, you would take away everything good in my life. And tell me now, 
you like what we do, come back again tomorrow, please. We are 970 WATH, Athens, Ohio. How about that? In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N-S. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. A new day has dawned in Afghanistan with the Taliban in total control of the country. A spokesman says... We want to have good relations with the U.S. and the world. We welcome good diplomatic relations with them all. A last member of the U.S. military left yesterday. The State Department estimates there are at least 100 Americans still trying to get out. CBS's Weijia Jiang is at the White House. Some Republicans are sharply criticizing the exit. Representative Liz Cheney said, you don't secure America by leaving Americans behind enemy lines, betraying our allies and empowering our enemies. This isn't ending a war, it's losing one. President Biden said the Taliban has made commitments on safe passage at the airport and the world will hold them accountable. Mr. Biden addresses the nation this afternoon. Now that Hurricane Ida's come and gone, people in Louisiana and Mississippi are trying to regroup and count loved ones. I don't know if my kids are okay, if my friends are okay. It's overwhelming. I'm Jim Chris in New Orleans, southeast Louisiana communities are facing the possibility of weeks without power in stifling late summer 90-degree heat. Hurricane Ida decimated the region's power grid, leaving hundreds of thousands without electricity, air conditioning, gasoline, and warm food. Some 25,000 utility workers are in the state trying to figure out where to start as they face a daunting challenge. The State Department has raised its travel alert for Canada to its highest level four because of soaring COVID cases north of the border. Here in the U.S., there are fears of a twindemic as fall flu season approaches. CBS is Dr. David Agus. You couple that with COVID-19 and it can really strain the system. And then there's the fact we don't know what happens when you get both. Is it a double whammy and getting people more sick? A judge in Chicago reverses course over visitation rights for a mom who didn't get shots. WBBM's Lisa Fielding. In what was believed to be an unprecedented decision, a Chicago judge ruled that since Rebecca Furlitt hadn't been vaccinated, she couldn't see your son until she got the shot. Burlitt's attorney, Annette Fernholz, says the boy's father wasn't even looking for such a ruling. She says in an email she just received, the judge reversed his decision without much explanation. Fernholz says more and more divorce and custody cases are taking up the vaccination issue. New research shows mail carriers who deliver all of that stuff we order online are getting shorted. CBS's Lisa Mateo. Federal investigators say the U.S. Postal Service has been cheating 